good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you may be in the world on today. We thank you for tuning in to the Being Love in Action podcast. I am your host, Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries, and we invite you today to walk through one of the most love-inspired texts of the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 8. So we encourage you, pull out your journals, fill your coffee and teacups, sip your water, and listen with an open heart and mind while being inspired, empowered, and even challenged as we share through the gospel of Jesus Christ what it means to be love in action. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. For all of our returning listeners and even to our first time listeners, we want to thank you for tuning in with us on today. It is the second month of the year, February. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we are excited about what God is doing. Amen. We thank God for being and bringing us into the second part, second month of the year. And we're excited about that. I said it on the very beginning of the year. I believe that God is going to blow the minds of his people this year. I know that he's already started because I've already gotten the praise reports. I believe some of the things that we have been waiting for God to manifest that the manifestation of the blessings of God for the lives of his people will be done in this year. I am so grateful. I said that 2019 is a year of manifestation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Again, I am Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries, and I am so excited that you chose to tune in with us on today. Listen, we're talking about and we're going to walk through 1 Corinthians 13, and we know that verses 1 through 3 tells us about what love is not. Thank God for the blueprint of what love is not. And then verses 4 through 8 tells us what love is. And on today, we're going to talk about 1 Corinthians 13 and 5 that says, love, it is not easily angered. Episode 12, we talked about love and the dishonor, love not being dishonored, but love being honored. Amen. So today in episode 14, we're going to walk through this text and we're going to look at what it means when it when Paul talks about not being easily angered. Let's look at the definition of the word anger. It means to be filled or fill someone with anger, to provoke anger in. And the synonym, some of the synonyms that I liked was annoy, irritate, provoke, infuriate, and antagonize. But I like the word provoke. I want to look, look at the word provoke in, in reference to, in terms of how we look at things when it comes to how we become angered. And I want to look at the story of Moses in Exodus chapter 32, focusing on verse 19. But when you get a chance, I would always encourage you to go back and to read the word of God, chapter 32 of Exodus, just to get a better understanding of the story. One of the things we like to do with this ministry is we like to illuminate the word of God through some of the stories in the characters of some of the people, the great men and women of the Bible. 
And the reason why I said I like to illuminate the stories and we like to illuminate the stories. For one thing, many people are maybe new to the Bible, so they're not even aware of some of the stories. And then some of us who, who may have read some of these stories, you know, years ago, I believe that we should continue to search and study the word of God. But what I love about some of these stories is that it shows the human condition or the humanity of these great men and women of God. And it looks at how they dealt with life situations on a daily basis. And to, for us to understand that they were no better than us or they were no different from us. They had challenges just like we do, but we look at from their lives. We learn from their lives how we can take those circumstances, their situations and apply them to our lives on today. You know, I'm excited about the word of God as always. I get excited because I know that whenever something is happening and the word of God goes forth, that transformation and change will take place. I believe that. And that's one of the greatest things about the word of God, that if we trust the trust God and his word to be truthful, then we know that there is change that's going to come about from the word of God. Amen. So here is the story of Moses. And we know Moses was considered the deliverer. He brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of the bondage, uh, the, the, the hard bondage of Pharaoh. Amen. We know that he led them from Egypt through the wilderness. Amen. And then at some point, Moses died. And then Joshua led the children of Israel into the promised land. And one of the things I want to touch on when we look at anger is how Moses' action when he was angered because of the behavior of the children of Israel had a consequence in his life. It didn't stop him from being blessed. It didn't stop him from being connected to God, but it did hinder him in an area in his life. I want us to catch this just because we are believers in God and we will mess up and we will sin. We have to be mindful that we have to be purposed in our daily lives. That when things happen, and it talks about anger, when we get in moments where we're angry, and even justifiably so, we may have a right to anger. We want to make sure that that anger does not cause us to sin. Because there's a consequence in your life, whether it's a good consequence or a bad consequence. And we cannot blame our consequences on God. We have to take responsibility and accountability for our own actions and then thank God for his mercy and his grace. So here is Moses. He goes before God for 40 days. God gives him, handwrites himself, the Ten Commandments on the tablets. During this time, he's left his brother Aaron to have authority over the, pe the children of Israel. To watch over them, to shepherd them in his absence. Amen. I don't know who I'm talking to many times in church. We have our pastors who may be going on to preach somewhere else or maybe pastor is on a sabbatical because he had to go away for to work on his Ph.D. or whatever the, the case may be. And many times the men and women of God will leave capable hands of associate pastors and ministers. And many times the people won't reverence them. They won't respect them. They, they won't honor them. We, we have to look at the hearts, our hearts as believers and why we do some of the things that we do. 
If, if the man or woman of God has left someone in, in to, to watch over you, then you deserve, they deserve your respect. They deserve your honor. Amen. So Aaron is the person left in charge. And now the people of God begin to murmur and complain. They're saying, Moses, he's gone. He ain't coming back. I don't know if he forgot about us. Maybe God has forgotten about us. We need an idol. We need to worship something. Can you can you imagine? God has has shown you through a miracle, through miracles. He's allowed these plagues on Egypt. He parts the Red Sea so that the children of Israel could escape the enemy behind them. And then as everyone gets across the river safely, he drowns the enemy. Isn't it just like us, mankind, to forget about where God has brought us from? We forget about what God has done for us in our lives. And then what we do is when we don't hear God right away, or we don't believe that he's listening to us, we begin to want to evict God. We begin to want to eject him and we want to put something else in place. That was the hearts of the children of Israel. They said, okay, Moses on that mountain. We don't know what Moses doing. Apparently he been gone for 40 days. We need somebody to worship. We need something to worship. And the true and living God has demonstrated over and over again who he was, the great I am that I am. And yet they still wanted supplemental idol. They still wanted something. Can I share something with you? See when the enemy recognizes that you're in a stale place. Mm. When you have taken your focus from God. And now you begin to look at yourself when you're in a stale place. That's when the enemy can dangle bread in front of you. Watch this. And many times the bread is stale and the bread is molded as well. But because you're in a stale place, you're not in a fresh place where you can get a fresh wind from God, a fresh word, fresh prayer. You settle for stale and molded bread. Because see, now what the enemy is doing to the hearts of these people, what he was doing to the hearts of the people of Israel, he was exposing who they truly were on the inside. Now watch this. Not everyone wanted an idol to worship because when Moses came down off of the, the mountain, he dealt with them. He said, whoever's on the Lord's side, you need to come over here and whoever's on the idol side or outside of God, because remember, it's either or it's no in between. Now you repent, you make it right. You deal with your consequence, but you get on the Lord's side. If that's where you're going to go, it's no in between. There's no purgatory. It's none of that. It's either for God or against God. Those who said, okay, we're going to be on the side of the Lord. The other ones were dealt with who went against God. But watch this in, in Moses anger. As he coming down from the mountain, he's he's in the presence, in the face of God. Can you imagine? You know what that's like when you've been in the presence of God 
I don't know about you, but I know about me. You know, I, I'm in I'm in prayer or even sometimes even when I'm doing my podcast and everybody know I try to do it when no one is home. But the way my house set up, it don't always work like that. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I have a family. And so between the grandbabies, you know, sometimes I can hear voices and they're way on the other side of the house. Amen. But watch this. What happened was. As Moses was coming down from the mountain in the very presence of God, getting a word from God, getting a a guidance from God. He's gotten um, the laws to help govern the people. He come down and he see that the children of Israel, this is Moses. Now they have lost their everlasting mind. They parading. They acting like it's Mardi Gras. Oops, I know somebody's feelings going to get hurt, but let's keep it real. I'm from New Orleans. I can say that. They acting like it's Mardi Gras. They partying hardy. They got the golden calf up there and they have blasphemed. They have literally spit in the very face of God. Who am I talking to? You have forgotten what God has delivered you over and over and over. And you have the unmitigating God when God doesn't respond on your time frame. You say, man, let me I, I, I need something else. What, what is your something else? What is that idol? Is it, is it your money or is it your little boot thing that, that can give you them extra dollars? Come on, somebody. I, 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 who am I talking to today? What is that idolization? Is it your husband? Is it your wife? Is it your ministry? Is it your business? Is it your money? Is it your status? Is it your connections? Come on. What is that thing that now takes over and you begin to idolize it? Because now you see that thing more important than what you see God. Because now your mind is in the flesh. You're thinking about, okay, this is mm, okay. I can I can work. I can work this. I can I can have this business meeting and make this deal and I can I can recoup this amount of money. But you never discussed it with God. Or maybe you did bring it before God, but he ain't answered you yet. So now you getting antsy. See, the children of Israel had gotten antsy. They needed a visual instead of a spiritual. I need you to catch that. Be careful of a of a visual mindset when we need to be on a spiritual mindset. See, God is, is, is more than us waiting to hear from him. You know, God wants to know, can you stand? Even when I answer you for 40 days and 40 nights, can you still stand on who I am as Abba father? Can you still stand on who I am as the alpha and the omega? Can you still stand and look back over your life and look at where I brought you from? Or will you take your life into your own hands? Ooh, Jesus. God said, will will you still try to run your life and do your thing and then get mad with me when things don't turn out the way you want them to? But you never did what I told you to do because it wasn't in the will, my will for your life. And God said, you let your anger for me 
because I didn't answer you when you wanted me to, to get you out there in that water to allow you to drown. Can I, can I, can I bless you today? See, Moses, he, he, he came off of that mountain. Can you imagine what a heart inspired and empowered? You know how that is when you've been in the presence of God. And God has spoken some things and downloaded some things to your spirit. Man, you on top of the world. You you you're overflowing in Holy Spirit. Can't nobody bring you down, but it just takes some that one little thing or that one person to set you off. You coming out of your prayer closet and here your husband going to say, well, ask you to, to, to wash his favorite shirt or wash his clothes. I'm, I'm just using this as an example. Please don't get upset with me, people of God, because there's nothing wrong with women washing their husband's clothes because I wash mine. I've washed them and I will wash mine again when I get a husband or put stuff in, 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 in the cleaners if he need me to. I, I'm domestic. I'm, I'm OK with that. And I'm okay with a man who can wash his own clothes. But if my husband asks me to wash his clothes, you better believe I'm going to wash it. The only way I may not wash it is if I'm not feeling good. And then I believe that he's, he would have enough compassion to say, well, you know, honey, I, I'll take care of it. But you coming out of prayer, your husband going to come and tell you, honey, can you just wash my clothes? And you get a little irritated. Remember, anger, another synonym is, is, is irritating. You get a little irritated and you might want to say something. And Paul said it's not easily angered. It's not easily irritated. And then you think about it and you say, okay, well, well, honey, go, go ahead and put it there and I'll wash it for you. That'll make a world of a difference. Moses was so angered and provoked by their behavior that he threw the tablets down. The tablets that was written by God for his people. Was he justifiably Right to be upset. Of course he was. And yes, he loved God's people and we know he loved God. But did he handle that situation right? No, he did not. Because guess what? There was a consequence for that. So what am I saying to, to, to you today? How do we apply and deal with these 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 issues that may come up against us in, the, in our life every day? driving and someone cut us off you know there's an increase in in road rages because of anger it doesn't take much to anger people easily but what i believe for those of us who are believers in christ filled with the holy spirit yes we can be angry and yes we will get angry but guess what we don't have to be angry we don't have to be angry we don't have to respond to the anger amen I hope that makes sense to you. What I'm saying to you is that Moses responded in a way. And yes, we know that the tablets were rewritten and that the people got the, the people of Israel got the Ten Commandments and all of those things happened. And we know that Moses was a mighty man of God. But we also know that God allowed Moses to visually see the promised land but Moses was unable to walk step foot in the promised land the deliverer was truly Moses 
But God brought someone else along the journey to usher the remnant of the children of Israel into the promised land. Part of it was because of Moses' own actions, his sinful action during a moment of anger. What am I saying? Recognize your anger is the first thing you need to be mindful of. God is big enough to handle our anger. Have a repentant heart. You know, a repentant heart, not only, you know, to, to confess our anger or be, be repentant and be forgiving to the person that has angered us. Remember, because of the Holy Spirit, we are no longer the same people that we used to be. Does that mean we're not going to have challenges? Of course we will. But because of the Holy Spirit, we, we have a better way of handling it. I just want you to be mindful that every day God says he gets up, gives us a brand new set of mercies. And in those new sets of mercies, I believe every day we should have a renewed relationship with Christ every day. We know that prayer is so important to our life and our existence. We should be praying in the morning. Last thing we do before we go to bed and in between. Paul said, pray without ceasing. But I challenge you today. Don't allow moments, justifiably so, to put you in a place where you have been provoked to anger and your anger causes you to sin or to get out of the will of God. Remember, it says that love is not easily angered. We are living epistles of Christ. Let us be mindful to be love in action on a daily basis so that our testimony to who God is can be demonstrated in a loving way. I want to encourage you today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he's available. The word of God tells us that, listen, prayer of repentance, Romans 10 and 9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart. God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. And maybe you, you've been angry with God and you know him and you've accepted him as Savior. But you just need a renewed relationship. God is available to you as well. If you have not a church home, I pray that you find a local Bible preaching and teaching ministry that can bless you and encourage you to grow as a believer in Christ. Listen, I thank God for each and every one of you for tuning in on this week for the Being Love in Action podcast. Listen, if this podcast has blessed you, share it with your friends and family. We are available on iTunes for all of the Apple users. You can just click on the the podcast for iTunes and search Being Love in Action. It'll pop up. Amen. And for all of you who tune in on the Podbean podcast app, thank you for tuning in. Share the good news and what God is doing through this ministry. Until we meet again on next week, may the blessings of God be upon each one of you. God bless you. And remember to be love in action. Till we meet again. See you on next week. Amen.